I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the line. Remember when my bacon went through the vegan sugar-free phase? Yeah. Well, I was lucky to survive it. Must have lost 12 pounds. I'm going to burn your heart in a fire! Welcome to episode 50 of the Watching It Podcast. On today's show, we're covering the 2004 movie Collateral. I'm your host, Robert, and with me is Donnell. How's it going, Donnell? Doing pretty good, Robert. Doing pretty good. No sun's out. Looking like a nice kind of day, and we're going to be stuck inside recording podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we're, so we're in about a drought for TV shows, which is yeah. normally our bread and butter. I don't, know, I don't know how much it is our bread and butter, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna do a couple of movies for the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks here, and you finally we I guess I let you do one to yeah. pick a movie that because yeah, usually yeah. we do my movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, here's some weird obscure thing that you've yeah. never heard yeah. of. Yeah. Let, let's watch that and talk about. It. Yeah, you 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 definitely have a larger movie collection in your mind than I do. Uh, I've uh, watched a lot of movies. Yeah, I've watched yeah. a lot of movies. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I'm excited about the next one we do. Yeah, though. yeah. Slipstream. That's a very favorite movie. Well, that'll be that'll be next week though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, speaking of bread and butter, yeah, you got you got a little news for us. I got a little on our, on our 50th episode podcast news. A little watching it podcast news. Yeah. Uh, one, you know, like I said, it's our 50th episode. Which you know, I mean, when we started this, we didn't even know if we we're gonna make it this far. How no, long not you never it. know. You never um, know how a project's gonna go. And we're at 50 episodes, and we're feeling good. I'm feeling. I like. I'm glad we're. Yeah. Doing no, this it. is fun. This we're is fun. Going strong. So hopefully. We're going to keep going to 100 and keep on by that, you know, since it's our hey, that pandemic's going to end at some point, And I'm like, Donnell, I got other things to do. <laughs> you know, this was this got me through it. But <laughs> as, as if I wasn't a homebody uh, watching movies and TV all day before yeah, the pandemic. The other stuff you have to do is watch <laughs> movies and not talk about it. Uh, but yeah, I thought we'd go over some uh, some stats about our show here, yeah. Robert. So one is and it's been about week and a half or maybe about two weeks actually um since we crossed this marker but i figured you know we wait for the wait for the 50th episode we have now had cue the drum roll music 1094 unique listens of, of all time of our podcast fantastic so uh yeah i i think that's pretty cool we're a one comma podcast exactly <laughs> I, I, I mean it's 50 episodes uh that it's spread out of our along so it's not and plus, we also have our bonus, which aren't counted in there. But you know, those, I mean, those, those the listens are counted, yeah. but they're not toward our our total of episodes. Um, so a couple other stats. Uh, so we do you? Uh, oh yeah, that's what. It, do you want to guess what our most listened to podcast episode is? Palm Springs. No. Oh wait, is it is it watching it or talking it? It's watching it. Watching it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, I have no idea. So with thirty five listens, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It so is. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I forgot the password to the account, so mm-hmm. I don't go and look at that information. <laughs> I just trust that Donnell is keeping track of it. All. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, with thirty five listens, and it's a little weird because it's a two parter. Part two has thirty five listens. No heart. No holds bar. Oh, with Eric Donaldson, thirty five. But. Part one only has 27. So I'm like, who are the eight people who just tuned in for half of a podcast? <laughs> well, I wonder how that's recorded. I yeah. wonder if they started listening to the second one and then realized it was the second parter and then went back to the first and maybe that recorded as a listen and they came back and it recorded Maybe again. that. My other thought is like maybe they started listening to the second episode on their cell phone and then they got to work and switched over to their computer yeah. and that counts as a separate yeah. listen. Yeah. Uh, uh, because, yeah, I was like, why, why would eight people just be like, nah, screw that first part. I wanted to have no idea what they're talking about. And just listen to half of an episode. I, um, I, I like I like that this page you've got up is like shows like how many listens we had and our mm-hmm. estimated listeners. And then at the end, it shows how much money we've made. <laughs> Zero dollars. We've made no money from the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's every every week. That stat never changes. Certainly, that's no fault of our own that there's yeah. no money coming in from it. <laughs> Um, so other thing is, oh, I need to go back. Actually, we'll start with states. Uh, so of course our largest listening demographic is Washington. Yeah. Second largest, California. And Interesting. It's, it's, it's not that far. I, mean, I, wonder, I don't know 20%. who these California people are. Maybe. I don't know California um, people. After California at 7% is Ohio. Hmm. Well, there's nothing to do there. They're yeah. just searching for podcasts all the time. <laughs> 5%. And I think we know who this 5% is. 
because I think your brother's in Texas, right? Yep. Yep. We have a 5% listener base nice. in Texas. Nice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your brother is definitely <laughs> a strong part of that. Um, but then besides that, we've been listened to at least once. Like I said, this isn't regular listeners, but this is just at least once. We've been in Virginia, Oregon, New York, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Michigan, Arizona, Illinois, Nevada, Indiana, North Carolina, New Jersey, Maryland, Mississippi, Louisiana, D.C. We've made it. It might be the nice. president. Nice. <laughs> Alabama and Idaho. Alabama. We've been down south. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I still want to get North Korea because we know it's just the one guy. I, I was about to say. <laughs> so then when it comes to countries. Get the Kim Jong. 96% of our listenership is United yeah, States, of yeah. course. But we've What's also, our next biggest, next we, biggest one? Uh, well, everything else is balanced out. It used to be oh, the U.K., yeah. but uh, now uh, we have, like I said, we've been in the Netherlands. United Kingdom, Brazil, Canada, Germany, Russia, the Philippines, Singapore, Poland, Argentina, and Japan. Nice. We used to be big in Japan. We used to be big in Japan. We're not big in Japan. Um, <laughs> when it comes to listening or what people listen on, Stitcher has been reigning supreme for a while. I mean, that, so that's right what I, when I posted on Instagram, I post the Stitcher link. Ah, that's why. So here are the last two stats, though, Robert. Oh, One is oh. Our... how are we doing with women? Exactly. How are we doing with women? We went up and then down because we oh. start. We were at seven percent, then eight percent, eleven percent, but now Ooh. we're down to nine percent. So okay. apparently, okay. we lost some of the females. Um, of course, that means we're ninety-one percent male because we haven't got any non-binary <laughs> listeners. I don't know why not. I mean, it's just two guys talking about a podcast. <laughs> we talk about. We need to get a lady on the show every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would help. We talk talk about some chick flicks or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want a, a decent chick flick. I, hey, you know what? There's a couple that I like that yeah. I, that I could we could talk about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then our age breakdown. So for the longest time, we were only in two demographics, Robert. We were in the. 28 to 34, and the 35 to 44. Okay. We have branched out. Oh. We oh, now okay. have, uh, what is it? 3% of 23 to 27. Okay. We have 6% of 45 to 59. Okay. And then out here in left field, 4% of 60 plus. Okay. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder who that is. Who's that one person? Crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody out there listening to us. Talk about random crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more power to you. I'm glad you're there. But I thought I would give a little rundown of the stats, how we're looking. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, that's great. Then, a, thousand, a thousand is a mark to be noted. Mm-hmm. And we've we've reached the equilibrium. I mean, right now it says 14, but for the most part, uh, estimated audience size is m- m- most of the time estimated at 15. And our unique listens of basically how many lessons we get every seven days is also at 15. So we've reached a balance where it seems like yeah. we probably, by going off those numbers, we probably have about a decent 15 listener base. Nice, nice. So, yeah. We know half of them, yep. personally, probably. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> we do. But, hey, hey, the fact that we have another half that we have no idea who they are in Alabama and California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, call out to all the support that we've gotten from our friends that have listened to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And all the... Random people. Yeah, yeah, them too. That, them that, too. That, Continue that. listening. We got great things ahead, and and we're ha- happy that you're here. Yep. That's that. That's all. That's that. There's the the most finite resource in the world is time, mm-hmm. and uh, people have chosen to spend time with us, and that's fantastic. It is. It is. That's nice. Thank you very much, everybody. All right, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about so this. this movie. Is, so you, I, I think I had mentioned months and months ago I was like Donnell you know like are there any movies that you would mm-hmm. really like to add, to do you know like mostly we've been doing my movies yeah and you kept saying collateral 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 yes. and now we're doing collateral yep this is the this is the the longest four hour movie I've ever <laughs> <done>. <laughs> it's two hours somehow somehow they expanded it to I don't like time there was some kind of time shift you know but when you watch this movie it's a two hour movie but it feels like four it is a long movie um now I had seen it before right I right. couldn't remember when mm-hmm. I could only remember like as I watched it I was like oh I remember that happening yeah, yeah. but that my, my question to you Donnell is it so this is one of your favorite movies it's definitely, I'd say, definitely top twenty, maybe even top ten. How often do you rewatch this thing? Uh, I mean, so I rewatched the, this rewatching it now is probably the first time I watched it in like two, three years. Okay, but uh, I've probably seen it since it came out. I've probably seen it at least eight times. Oh, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, this this movie is a slog. To, for, for, was a slog for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 
I, I mean, it, it's, it's a good movie. It has, but it was a slog. To there's get plenty through. of parts where there's downtime, but it's a great movie to throw in. You know, when you know those parts are coming, to be like, all right, I'm going to clean the kitchen, and I'm going to do this or that, and you sit back down for the. <laughs> see, good I stuff. couldn't do that because I had to take notes. Well, yeah, I, I didn't do that either. I can't this halfway. Time. I'm okay, saying most see, of the yeah, time. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, this time no, I, I can see I was, that. That I makes that there, makes I was sense. taking down my notes and all that <laughs> stuff, and I did, will say, yeah, there was. I was like, this does seem longer than usual, but I don't know. I still enjoy it for a lot of finite reasons that we'll, we'll kind of cover as we go through it. Here. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you tell us what this movie's about, Donnell? All right. So Collateral, um, kind of still in my my vein of almost all the time when I do pick a movie, it's something crime-related, for crying oh, out yeah. loud. Oh, yeah. Uh, collateral is about basically a uh, taxi cab driver who picks up a fare that turns out to be a hitman who is basically using the taxi. He, he pays him before he finds out he's a hitman. He pays him, you know large chunk of money more than he'd make in a night to be his personal driver and take him to five destinations um he says for real estate deals uh it turns out you know for killing people yep. um and very then, quickly he finds that yeah out. very like the quickly. first one the goes first awry. one it goes yeah. sideways yeah. um but uh yeah and so and basically he ends up becoming his not willingly but his kind of his accomplice slash partner and then ultimately in the end his downfall um as he does save the last victim um and so yeah it, it stars uh jamie fox and tom cruise yep tom cruise i've already, heard of him yeah i'll say <laughs> tom cruise when he did collateral was already in his you know his prime yeah he had already done some missing impossibles he had done i mean he's tom he's tom freaking cruise, yeah you know so uh for this him, is the only the second movie i've ever seen him have a beard though yeah and gray hair yeah well, it's, I, it's interesting i mean you know hollywood and how they you know always take care of their looks and all that stuff but i was like this is the oldest i've ever seen tom Cruise, and yeah. it's over two decades ago essentially well i mean this was very art house yeah yeah like like and he they were just like okay we're gonna do something a little different mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know how they talk these two actors in into this but we, yeah they i yeah. we gotta so tom Cruise, jamie fox this was also jamie fox was I mean it wasn't Jamie Foxx was known he 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 had done some co- comedy stuff some stand up he was doing a little bit of music but this is actually part of what people really see as his rise um this well movie, I I see his Ray, like yeah um, Ray before, Ray is his breakout that's role. what I was saying yeah. these these movies are all high which is very sad because this movie and Ray both came out in the same year and he really you know got a huge boost from that and then the very next year and he, this movie was hyped up because of it because Jamie Foxx was on an all time high yeah. and he's like his next movie was stealth <laughs> and if you don't know what stealth is more power to you don't watch it it is a terrible terrible fighter pilot movie which is interesting it is that really both bad. Jam- it is jamie really fox and uh tom cruise have both done fighter pilot movies and it's interesting <laughs> one of them did significantly better speaking of jamie fox i was looking at his imdb mm-hmm. But which we you know these these are big actors we don't need yeah. to go through you know yeah. their their history because they they are who they are. But what was interesting to me is the first movie that Jamie Fox was ever in was the 1992 movie Toys. I saw that. Which I don't know if you've ever seen Toys. I have not. It is a weird movie. That is something we could talk about. Okay. It is really bizarre Robin Williams movie. Right. Like right. just but really good in ways. But what I saw is his upcoming project. Mm-hmm. He's going to be Spawn. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That is crazy. I I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if he's the best actor for it. I don't know if it. he's the best actor for it. We'll see. I mean, he can act. And so maybe, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely going to have to bulk up also. Yeah, um, that's He seems too short in some ways. I know that sounds I just, critical, but he seems a little too short. Um, and then also, like, yeah, I mean, he, to play Spawn, you have got to be just basically full-on intimidation. Yeah. Like, like and I, I, I'm not putting down. Like I said, I... I won't say I'm optimistic, but I'm open to the idea is what I'll say. It's like I could see a world where this might work out. I, I'll see a world where it's terrible. Um, I'm hoping for the for the the previous the or the uh, the formal for, former of it working out. Cause yeah, like, I yeah. I think I mean that's well. I mean it's spawn. I, I would the, like me a good spawn. Exactly. Movie. So with the rise in comic book movies and how well they're doing, if we can get a kick ass spawn movie, yeah. Mm, Ah, yeah, I'd, I'd love that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Collateral uh, was directed by Michael Mann. Oh, you skipped over Mark Ruffalo. All right, we Jada got, that's Smith. because I, was, okay. I haven't okay. gotten to the okay. rest of the cast. I was oh, doing okay. the director, gotcha. nope, nope, that's I fine. said, that's who would start? For crying out loud, yeah. Robert, let me do this. Yes, no. yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> no. I'm too um, used to do it. It's habit. So, yeah. So, directed by Michael Mann, um, who he's done some 
pretty big movies actually with yeah uh, he he didn't he hasn't really done a bad movie yeah i was like i did not realize this until i was looking at he did freaking heat thief yeah the last of the mohicans i'll say the last of mohicans ali inside the insider insider um his later output has gone down a little because i mean i did see both these movies and they're decent one's a little bit better but uh miami vice yeah i kind of think that was kind of the downturn for him and then Public Enemies, which, which was, was eh. eh. Yeah. And then he's just been doing TV, like mm-hmm. random TV episodes. But I tell you what, I haven't seen any of those shows. But yeah. all the on IMDb, those episodes are rated like through the roof. Damn. Like, <laughs> the guy knows what he's doing. The guy yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, then it was written by Stuart Beatty. And he's done an interesting collection of work because he he's done yeah he did the first Pirates of the Caribbean Curse yeah. of Black Pearl which a lot of people arguably say is that's the best one out of the series and I, I tend to agree is before it got overhyped and all that stuff uh, but then he did GI Joe Rise of Cobra <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then to cap it off he did I Frankenstein which is one Weird. of the lowest rated movies that has yeah. ever come I yeah. mean not I mean not. But it, it's terrible, and I know a lot of people like it. Um, so interesting combo here. We have a very seasoned director at the time, um, and then actually Stuart Beatty. This was his second movie, so came in, huh. did this. Now, now he then, did a lot of other pirates and stuff. Some of the subsequent pirates, yeah. European stuff, yeah. writing characters and dialogue mm-hmm. and stuff. So, which which I like the characters and dialogue in the yeah. pirates movies. So. I, I like you know the like I like I just feel like they they didn't know when to st- and they still don't because there's rumors that there's another one coming just without Johnny Depp. Um, but, uh, they just didn't know when to stop with Pirates of the Caribbean. Like not, the first three, I think were fairly decent. The first one was by far my favorite, but the first three were pretty decent. And then the, the fact there's a four, five and six, and now they're talking about a seven and I'm like, that, let's, let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as people keep going to see true, it, they're going to keep making them. Um, anyway, so the rest of this cast, cause this, like I said, it has a actually pretty well-known cast. Um, like, so we already, uh, Already covered Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx, uh, but yes, this has a uh, fairly early Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, early, I never even knew. I've never made this connection until I saw it. That early Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, um, I, if he if he was not doing the Mark Ruffalo voice, mm-hmm. I would not know it was him. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I I was I was surprised by that. Um, it also has a decent amount of guys who you won't recognize their names. But when you see yeah. him, you know him. Like yep. uh, the club owner Daniel is Barry Shabaka Henley. Yeah, and I was trying like the whole time trying to think. I, I should have gone and looked him up to see like what else he had been in. Yeah. But I, I know his face. Yeah, like he's he's a great character. I've seen actor. him in a lot of things. Um, I didn't. I was trying to pin, pinpoint like something specific that like yeah, I know this guy. Um. But I, I didn't find anything that stood out. But yeah, um, if you look him up, I guarantee you, if you look this guy up, Barry Shabaka Henley, you, everyone's like, oh, yeah. yeah like, that no guy. One, everyone's seen this guy. Same with uh, Bruce McGill uh, is another one. And uh, Xaver Bardem. Both of those. I guarantee if you look him up, you'll know him. It also has, and I, I always have wondered, uh, I got two things about it. It has Jason Statham. Yes, for listed, thirty seconds. listed in the credits as airport man, airport man, which is no. Well, so there's here's so the many thing. problems with this. So here, here's the thing: is one is I've always wondered, like, how, why, why, how? Like, Jason Statham was this was after the Transporter series, which is his kind of. Did he just happen starter. to be at the airport that day like, when they were he, filming that was scene? He walking through, like, <laughs> hey, we we're just gonna have Phil, the camera guy, do it. But hey, Jason, you. You got a moment like that. You got ten seconds. Because that's one thing. Like, I also like how much do you? How much does an actor get paid for one of there, those? There's Is like some minimum paid? that it's like four grand or something like yeah. that. Like there's a there's a minimum for a talking role, which yep. it is a talking role. Yep. So he 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 asks how you doing or are you all right because they bump into each other. But uh, here's we'll my problem it. with that is that Jason Statham was a known name at this yeah, stage, exactly. right? I, I think exactly. I don't know if he had done a transport movie. Had, yeah, this is after the transport. But movies. he had definitely done Lock, Stock, and Two mm-hmm. Smoking Barrels, and and uh, was he in Snatch? No, uh, he wasn't. No, in he Snatch. wasn't in Snatch. Uh, but I'm just like, you can't have an assassin movie. And one, you know, uh, you know, Jason Statham shows up. What, you know, you're a, expecting, yeah, you're like, you're oh. like, he's gonna come back. Yeah, he's gonna be part. He's gonna be no. one of the victims or something like that. Going to be some Tom Cruise, Jason Statham like, fight scene. <laughs> like, nope, this is the only time we see him. But here's the thing: talking about transporter, 
the director has confirmed, and this means they're in the same universe, has confirmed that he was intended, even though it says Airport Man, he was intended to be playing Frank, uh, now I can't remember his last name, but basically the guy from Transporter. Oh. So he's supposed to be the guy from Transporter dropping off uh, hit lists for uh, our assassin, which is Tom Cruise. So yeah, the director said, so yes, this is this is, this is is an extended universe now, be tra- collateral and Transporter. Interesting. Same universe. Interesting. <laughs> um. So that'll, that'll be funny if Jamie Foxx ever does a transporter movie mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, and so then, like I said, this movie came out in 2004. And so movies that also came out same month. So one is this was the top movie, highest grossing number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So normally, so w- the thing I do, like you're doing now, mm-hmm. is going into IMDb and seeing, like, if, if it was something like the 13th floor where yeah. it just didn't make any money, it's like, okay. What was it buried by anything? Yeah, this wasn't buried by no, anything. No, it 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 buried everything. This made else. it was sixty five million dollar budget made two hundred and twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Twenty four million in its opening weekend. I feel bad for. I mean, that's a lot of people that went to go see this movie in the theater. Mm-hmm. This would have been rough in the theater. I feel. Yeah, I didn't, just, see, it, I didn't it, see it. This in the is theater. a long movie. Yeah, that feels long. This yeah. isn't like this isn't like uh, you know, Endgame. Where it's like three hours long, but it feels like an hour and a half, you yep. know, just because it's just like bam, 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 bam. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, other movies that came out, and the reason I want to highlight them is just that this this weird hodgepodge. Because number two was The Princess Diary 2. I can say it. It's Anna a kid's movie. Yep, yeah. yep. Number three was Elodin versus Predator. Hmm. Number four was Without a Paddle. Okay. Number five was Hero, but with Jet Li. So you have, like I said, you have you have this high, uh, kind of like you said, kind of uh, neo noir crime thriller at number one, a kids movie at number two, yeah, <laughs> followed by, uh, I guess, action horror at number three, followed by a weird comedy at number four, yeah. and then a martial arts movie at number five. Like it was. It was a weird time in 2020. Yeah, and, and really, yeah, yeah, like nothing came out the week or two before mm-hmm. or the week or two after. This was yep. like this is this is like Jamie Foxx at the height of his career. Oh, yeah, Tom I Cruise forgot. at the height of his six. career. Number six was a uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, this was this was strategically placed. Mm-hmm. You know, later in the and the year, hopefully, probably I'm imagining they were they were gonna try and buy for a uh, Oscar of some sort. You know. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, yeah, this was just this was designed to make a lot of money. Yeah, and they they purposely they were like it's a Tom Cruise movie, it's a Jamie Foxx movie. They got they got prime picking mm-hmm. of when this was going to get released. Yeah, you know. So as you said, it's a Tom Cruise and a Jamie Foxx movie. Do you want to know who the original two people were? I I did see it, but I don't remember. But so originally, for the, the for the listeners, was going to be. Russell Crowe, and he was actually brought on with the director, and he, or no, he oh, brought right, in the director, right. like he was signed onto the piece, and then he was like, I want my guy Michael Manns to direct this, so he brought in Michael Manns and stuff, and then they started getting in talks for Max, who was a taxi driver. Adam Sandler. I could see it. I, mm. Because Jamie Foxx is a comedian, right? I, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's it. That's his. That's where he got his start. Yeah, was exactly. Was as a comedian, so they needed a comedian. They wanted a comedian to be the taxi yeah. driver, but in a more serious role. And and I like Adam Sandler in a serious role. I, He's I done do. a couple I, of serious roles yeah. that are really good. I just while the whole time I was watching this, I just kept trying to like Photoshop Adam Sandler in my mind into that spot. <laughs> I was able to do it successfully with Russell. I could see Russell Crowe doing it. I do though think but, that but can Tom you see, Cruise. Can you see him flirting with Jada Pinkett Smith? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. And uh, or can you see him flirting with Jada Pinkett Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith like? Being into it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no offense, Adam Sadler, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I do think with Tom Cruise, because like I said, they couldn't get out, or Adam Sandler took too long, so then uh, Russell Crowe left. They got Tom Cruise, and then uh, Jamie Foxx was brought in to play Max. Um, but they kept the director, Michael Mann, stayed on board, even though Russell Crowe was the guy who brought him in. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, what I can't remember what was, or something I was gonna say. Right. Oh yeah, I do think with Tom Cruise because th- this assassin that he plays is very much uh you know he's got some his own philosophical beliefs about yeah. you know humans and all that stuff that he spouts. I would imagine him. if you were an he, international he has, assassin, you'd be a little weird. Yeah, he has some. Uh, he does have some eccentricities. 
eccentricities. Thank you, Robert. Uh, he has some eccentricities. Um, he also has where he can flip on the charm and then instantly swoop out of it. And he also has like this kind of manic psychosis to him a little bit. Yeah. And all those things that I just described are also things that make me think of just normal Tom Cruise. <laughs> and that's why I think he played, I played this role so well. Is I'm like, oh, he's just being himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, the budget was $65 million. I mm -hmm. imagine quite a bit of that was Tom Cruise. Because I don't see yeah. a whole lot of money being spent here on, I mean, no, on a lot of practical effects and no. stuff. Certainly not video equipment. <laughs> no, it's just a straightforward. I mean, they shoot it at night in a city, and yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward there. I imagine yeah, the most of the budget is probably going to the cast. Like I said, and probably a good chunk of that is just to Tom Cruise yep. because he was definitely this is like not that he's even declined really, but this is definitely heyday Tom Cruise. This is Tom yeah. Cruise. At the What's top. odd is he's he's the main character, but he's not the lead man. No, Jamie Foxx well, is award wise. He is the lead character because uh, Jamie Foxx did win a couple awards, not in the big big award shows, but for a uh, best supporting actor. So mm, interesting. I guess the way they look at it, I mean, yeah, that's so he got top billing. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean makes sense. You're gonna leave your best foot forward. You gotta. Find I, yeah, you, yeah. You, you I guess cast so. Tom Cruise in a movie. You're gonna make sure Tom. But Cruise I feel like Jamie Foxx is the main. Yeah, character. He's the protagonist. In this, yeah, we're seeing his story. I think you you could see it as their dual protagonists, just from different uh, views or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's uh, kind of the movie uh, as a whole. Um, so to dive into it a little bit, uh, with the uh, we already talked about the opening scene of Jason Statham bumping into Tom yeah. Cruise in the in the in the in the airport, which I just find, like I said, thirty seconds. It's like thirty seconds long, max. Thirty yeah. seconds. How much? How much, you cutting? You cutting Jason Statham a check for thirty <laughs> seconds? Um, but the next thing we get is kind of a little montage of uh, Max, who is Jamie Fox, driving around his taxi cab. And the one thing that I just saw in, in that opening scene is at one point there's a couple that I'm pretty sure they're having an affair. I'm pretty sure that the the, the lady yeah. is having an affair with her boss, and they're but they're also arguing because things aren't going well. And it just reminded me of my days of doing Uber. Is how if you're a driver in a car. People just forget you exist because, like, they just are going in on each other about this affair. And the whole time, Max is just in the front. She's just like, yep. <laughs> just like, yeah, you don't care if the uh, cab driver hears you yeah, talk exactly. about your affair. As you talk about your affair and all that stuff. Um, but then Max picks up, and this is where we get to uh, CJ to pick Smith's character. Uh, picks up. Well, I mean, so, okay. So, first, th there is a lot. They could have trimmed 30 minutes out of this movie. Yeah easy there's, there's a, a lot there's a of lot just kind of driving just around driving around that could have been cut out um later on there's a scene that i to this day i've never been able to figure out um it's when they're going to their second to last hit and on the way a wolf crosses the street the coyote and, oh yeah the coyote yeah and the completely music, unneeded music, scene some music kicks in and then they they, like, they spend a while sitting there looking at the coyote and i'm like is this supposed to be signify something but i can never figure out what and then also then they spend a while driving around after that no one talking and then i was just like we could have cut that whole scene out yeah um, i mean it's artful yeah but but yeah i mean like can we save that 30 seconds yeah yeah uh other things watching this movie, and I, I, you could still make this movie today, but I was watching it, I was like, this is definitely a time before Uber. Because, I mean, the fact that it's all taxi cabs, and like, uh, yeah. when he picks up, when he picks up uh, Vincent, who is Tom Cruise's assassin character, uh, one of his big complaints is he's like, when Vincent's like, hey, you just drive me around, you know, and I'll give you big money. And he's like, oh, that's against regulation. I, mm, I can't do that. It's like, if it was these days, you'd just be like, turn off the Uber app. By the way, I like how Tom Cruise just has that ready to just like flash out. Yeah. Like, well, he had a, he had a plan. Uh, he knew what he was doing that night. <laughs> well, um, okay. So he offers him like, what, $700? $700. And then like, after he's killed the first guy, he's like, we get through this and you're $700. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I'm like I don't how think about that seven matters. grand. Yeah, I was like, how about how about oh. we up this a bit? When it was just driving you around and breaking <laughs> the rules, now I'm taking you to murder people. We're uh, gonna have to up this game a little bit. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so Max, our taxi driver, like I said, he picked up Daddy Smith, dropped her off, and uh, picks up Vincent at the same location. Which, which by the way, like, my big gripe, my mm -hmm. big gripe with this movie. All right. Um, the coincidences. Yes. The first coincidence is that he picks him up. Is that he picks up? Yeah. Tom Cruise because to begin with, and Jada Pinkett Smith at the same time. Yeah, like 
So I did go back and after watching it and then seeing the ending, and one thing he says is it does make a little bit of sense why Tom Cruise was at that location. Because he he says that he was, like, uh, Jamie Foxx says he was, and the fact that Tom Cruise already has the badges and stuff to get in, is it looks like he was doing prep work so he could get in that night. Because um, at first I wrote, this is a very... But it almost seemed like he didn't know. Like, he was he was just running and gunning on I it. mean, yeah, he did. He goes kind of following the list, but maybe he knew what the... I mean, he, I mean, that's the thing. So the reason he's assassinating these people is they're going to testify in a court yeah. case about, about a major crime. Uh, Which we don't even know what the crime is, yeah. really, or like um, what 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 the it's unimportant. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming that thing is I'm assuming of on the <laughs> of the targets he had to assassinate. Like he might not know the witnesses, but you have to think like you're gonna you're gonna know who the prosecuting attorney is. Everyone's gonna know who the prosecuting attorney is in a major case yeah. like that. So I imagine of all the targets, maybe he did know that one. Why don't you just start with that? That's, That's the only what, one you need was, to kill. It was the middle of the if day. You, if you kill a prosecuting attorney, yeah, all think, the all the all the other people that are gonna flip, they're like, mm, no. Yeah. Okay. That part <laughs> true. Yeah. If you kill the because that's a head off the snake, you know. <laughs> you could definitely bring in. I mean, but they might convince them later, and then you got to kill another prosecuting team. This time, they're gonna be ready for you. Um. But yeah, my thing is just like, but there is another coincidence of when he walks up to the window, and Max is literally like. To, he's oh yeah because uh, uh once again data pick smith you know reciprocates to his flirting and comes back give him her business card so so he's he's all like because that's max is a very nervous and low confidence guy at the beginning of this movie yeah um and so uh what is it he's all like kind of in a date because he's like oh my goodness i can't believe i just you know picked up this you know lawyer chick you know top lawyer chick and i'm just a ta- cab driver so he's kind of in his own world when tom cruise comes up and like literally tom cruise is just like all right next cab and walks away yeah and i just was like yeah like instantly like if if jamie fox hadn't noticed and called him back like would have been a totally different dude driving that cab and would have had no connection to uh what's the next it's it's just movie magic that's it, they made it purposefully yeah. like yeah that it had to happen that way that was jamie fox who picked up both of them so he would be able to save her later um so yeah i originally had written down that tom cruise is a very inefficient assassin because he's at the location of his first target at the beginning but like i said now it looks like i think he was preparing by being there because it was also the middle of the day when he first shows up building was packed you know, you can't just yeah. walk into a full building and kill a prosecuting attorney uh, and get out. Apparently, you can walk into a damn nightclub with a thousand oh, that, people in it. I have and so many kill, like about twelve that people. Nightclub well, let's scene. talk about that nightclub. Do we uh, have to go in order? We do not. Okay, uh, because okay, let's. I'm just like, there are so many cops with guns. There's he, he's running around with a gun, just shooting people and cracking people's necks on the dance floor. Yeah, I'm like, there would be a stampede oh, out of here. Well. So, so this nightclub scene, like this was post nine eleven. Yeah, like there would be. So, th- th- yeah, I don't. No way. So this no nightclub way. scene, this comes after. So, uh, like I said, uh, part of this movie, and it's weird to say, part of this movie is literally Vincent teaching Max to have confidence and believe in himself. Yeah, which sounds is weird. Very it's super weird. <laughs> yeah, they have, have like, assassin. They have like this bonding thing. The whole thing, the, the whole time, I'm just thinking like, well, as soon as this night's, this ride's over, he's killing him. Yeah, he's which kept Ma- definitely. Vincent is killing Max at the yeah. end of this sh- this this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is weird because some of the stuff is like, you should call that chick if we get out of this. Like, you ain't getting out of this though. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. But, uh, so part of him getting confidence is uh, Max eventually does get the balls. So he's like, I'm putting a stop to this. And so he, he takes uh, Vincent's uh, dossier or basically like his schedule for the night and he uh, his targets and he, he destroys it. Yeah. And stuff gets rid of it. And so Vincent catches him. And you think, oh, this is it for Max. And instead he's like, you're going to get me another copy of this. Which why? He, why? Why does he need another copy? Yeah, he this is a know. professional. He should know. Even oh, if he got this. this assassin. Even, even if it's so I didn't know about the Jason Statham thing. Yeah. Like even if he got it at the airport, the first thing he would have done is, is memorize the names and, memorize. and the addresses. That's evidence. That's yeah. You don't carry and then a you bag with your this, assassin yeah. targets with. This is like this, this be assassin. Like, this should have been a I, Mission a Impossible lot. movie. This table did self destruct yeah. in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they go to first. They go to like a, a different club, a more country like club, to get this, and he he has Max pretend to be him because he doesn't meet with. Yeah. He only meets with like the top clients, and these were his, his, the stooges of the guy. And he's like, I don't want people to know my face, which makes sense for assassin, makes it easier. Um, and Max actually is able to pull that off. Um, but while they're there, the cops get uh, get figure out like uh, Max says he's Vincent, um, and like everyone they realize like he's the killer. There's and stuff, and so they're like, we got to stop him. And so my thing is, I have so many questions about the cops 
is one is you see the guy go into the place yeah. and you know he's going to attack. Why weren't they right? Re- they should have had like dudes at his camp. Yeah, why they let him walk away? Yeah. Why would you let him get him? Then they're like, we got to go get him. Ram him off the road. Like they at one point they're like, there he is right up there. Like, don't let him get to the club. The club is one of the worst possible places yeah. you could have a police raid. Yeah. Because there's so many people, so many hostages slash innocent bystanders around that he can easily if if Max truly was Vincent, like and then the, when they come into the club, they don't like mill through the club quietly to get close to him and then grab him. They start screaming, FBI, freeze, Vincent, <laughs> yeah. freeze. And I'm like, you are going to call. Which is, it happens. Yeah. It happens. They cause a panic. A lot of people die that didn't need to, including the co- some of the cops. And the whole time I'm like, what the hell? And then another thing they do in this club is so he's at there to kill one of his targets. And it's kind of like, it looks like another crime boss who I guess was turning and stuff, who has his own bodyguard and stuff. The cops are trying to get there to protect him. And the cops who come to protect them don't identify themselves, but they come around, or they do, but it's too late. They come around the corner with guns drawn yeah. towards a known criminal who has his own bodyguard. Guess what his bodyguards do? They jump into action and yeah. start fighting yeah. the cops yeah. who are there to protect them. I'm like, who are these cops? How are you this bad? It's like... <laughs> I'm just like, this is the worst. And I, and I love that Tom Cruise is just outside the club sitting in the, like, a taxi cab that's covered in blood yeah. and like smashed windows. Well, and they stuff. cleaned up the blood, but oh. it's it oh, definitely yeah. smashed. <laughs> um, well, jumping back. Okay, there's so the most realistic part gotta, of this movie is when the cops pull him over because it's smashed windshield and mm-hmm. be like, "Yeah, you can't drive like this. Yeah, you can't go." <laughs> so, so I got, I got it. That what I was going to say though is I think Max is by far the most, like I mean, as part of his character, is the best at his job out of everybody because. Vincent makes so many mistakes during this movie, and so do the cops. Because like the first cops, like you said, we're we're jumping back now. The beginning, they get pulled after the first hit, which we'll go over. uh, They they have the body in the trunk, but and it landed on top of the cab. Um, The cops pull him over, rightly so, because like you said, his cab's all busted up. You can't be driving this cab. Then they're like, "Is this blood?" Yeah, and he gives. He's the like, clearest excuse. You know he's lying. 100% know this man is lying because he says, I hit a deer. And he's like, where? Like, oh, down like South LA, but like somewhere still in the city. Not in the, yeah. And th- you can tell the cops are like, really? In the city? He's like, yeah, one of those city deers or something like that. You know he's lying. And then two seconds later, yes, they get a call about some shot fire. But you have a man with a busted up cab with blood on the windshield yeah. who is clearly lying to you about it. And you're just like. Get back to the yeah. depot. So we can get rid of the evidence? By, by <laughs> the way, by the way, you know what? He, maybe if he had said coyote, mm-hmm. or maybe if it was a deer that crossed the road later in the movie, that yeah. would have made sense. That would have there would have been some connection. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah. Like I said, very everybody in this movie, except for Max, is very, very not good at the job. Because as we were going, like I said, well, the Mark first... Ruffalo's character, Mark Ruffalo, is... he kind of figures it out, but yeah. he gets killed. Which, which to to spoil at the end, the end, you get to the end, and I'm like, he's still got a lot of problems to deal with. Yeah, I mean, he does have. This is not a happy ending at the end of this movie. Maybe he does have Jada Pickett Smith. How? Why? But no, no, I'm not. I'm. Not, he does. He probably is going to get a day. I mean, he did just save her life. But no, she also. Had, he also has the prosecuting attorney of a major case who knows <laughs> okay, okay, that okay. Okay. assassin was out to kill her, and he did come and save her. So I think that will get him okay. some fair enough, points fair enough, fair where enough. he can be like, "Hey, can you make sure they know I'm not the killer and that I didn't kill his people?" Um, plus, he also the last right before he goes to save Jada Pickett Smith, he does he does hold a cop at gunpoint. And handcuff him, but he also clearly instructs the cop. He's like, "I'm going here. Send your back up there." So he does have that cop that can also yeah. testify and be like, "Yeah, it was he did hold me a gunpoint, but he did also instruct me to yeah. send cops to his location, which most criminals don't do." Um, so I think I think it will end happen. It's going to be a lot of like there is going to be a lot of like interrogation and sitting there. Like life doesn't go back to normal for him for a bit, but I do think it will end well for him. Um, Though he's no longer going to be, I mean, he doesn't want to be anyways, but he's definitely getting fired from his taxi. No, he's starting that island limo business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, By the way, but more coincidences, she just happens to have a picture of the same island on her desk. No, he gave her, 
Oh, did he? he give gives, her yeah, he oh. gives her that picture in the scene. He's like, "You need this more than me." Oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah, put that yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Um, but no. So my thing though is, so we get to the first hit. Uh, and this is before Max knows. Um, he's sitting in his cab. Tom Cruise goes up and stuff. And like, I would say, if you haven't seen any of the trailers for this movie, and this is your first time seeing it, this movie takes a quick turn on a side road because before this scene, you don't know for sure that Tom Cruise is an assassin. You know, yeah. he hasn't done anything, and he just—he just seems like his fast talking self. This movie could very easily be like some weird philosophical debate movie. Yeah, about well, two the, guys driving. A, I know, a- but I'm just saying <laughs> about two guys driving around in a cab dealing a real estate deal, and then out of nowhere, a body smashes into the top of the <laughs> yeah. cab, and we make a hard right turn onto oh, this is about to get messed up. <laughs> um, and so Tom Cruise turns out to be an assassin, and the thing I'm about to say what he is. He he suits the guy, and I'm like, he's supposed to be a professional assassin, like top build dude, you know, always gets a job done, man of mystery that no one sees. You would think he would, A, he suits the guy, like, you think he wouldn't, like, the fact that he falls out of a window. I'm like, you think he would think about that and stuff, because you can't have, you can't have bodies fall out of windows in public places if you're a top <laughs> assassin. And the other thing yeah. is, later on, when Mark Ruffalo's character is there, they find the bullet casings. And I'm like, I what assassin leaves bullet casings behind? Yeah. I was like, how are well, you... Well, I mean, it's a, it's an untraceable gun. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, Vincent, the, the Tom Cruise character, is... He's not that professional. That's what I was about to say. Like, like he, he goes, he goes to the jazz club, and he spends way too way long there, and like way long. too many yeah. people. Yeah, so he he gets a table with the guy, mm-hmm. and like the waitress clearly saw him, and like is the one who brought him over to the table. Yep. Like, and then you can never work in this clearly, town again. They also clearly see like he. So the guy, this is so this is the third hit is a jazz club owner that he tells Max they're just going out for a drink. He's like, hey, we're ahead of schedule. Let's go get a drink um, stuff. And so, and I think it's kind of funny. Actually, you see how much Max somehow forgets that he's with an assassin because while they're talking to the club owner, like he's really engaged in this club owner's story. And he's like, dude, if I was there, even if let's say this was 100%, they're just getting a drink and then they're, you still have three other targets to kill that night. He's still going to drag you along to kill three more people. I wouldn't be able to relax and be like, man, tell me about Miles Davis. Like, yeah. So I'm like, Max has got a very interesting. But the other thing is, uh, while they're there, like I said, he listens to some jazz. They He asks, like, who's this dude up on stage? Like, oh, that's the owner. He's like, bring him over. I want to talk to him. They stay there until the club shuts down. They're sitting at one particular table in the room. And that's where he Then the wait, the last waitress, like, checks in with him before she leaves. And then walks out the back door. And then he proceeds to kill the club owner after that because he's one of the witnesses. And uh, at the same table that she saw them at yeah. before. So it's like, you can't even, if he was like, buy a different door. So it's like, maybe someone came in and robbed the place. Like, you're still going to be a high suspect. If the, but the fact that he's sitting at the exact same table with the last two people, so he's going to be instantly be like, yeah, dude in here, gray hair, gray suit. Uh, yep. He was with a, a, a ta- guy, nervous taxi ta- or nervous guy wearing glasses yeah. and a hoodie. Like, she's going to know. Like, I was like, yeah. yeah. But that thing is, but he's framed as a high level assassin. Because one thing that Mark Ruffalo brings up from the first target when he's looking at it is he's like, hey, do you remember hearing about that taxi cab driver who, you know, was in another part of California? But like he one night drove around, killed three people and then shot yeah, himself. Yeah. And he's like, I always thought there was somebody else in the car. But th- so this means that Vincent successfully has done this before yeah, and yeah. did it so successful that n- other than Mark Ruffalo's character, all the other cops are like, yeah, this dude committed suicide. Where, so that's what I'm saying. Is like, so he has done things yeah. professional before. Because like he did so well the first time, that yeah. they don't even know that he existed. It was always like a rumor that he was in the car and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, as soon as, like, as soon as he got like the the paperwork again, mm-hmm. he should have off Jamie Foxx's character yes. Max and go got another cab driver. Yeah, just moved on. Yeah, they would have they would have found the yeah. I don't man. The only reason know. why I think he keeps Jamie Foxx's character around is because. If you killed one taxi driver or stuff like he, he maybe still make it, even though he, he was way past the point, make it look like, oh, there's a su- suicide thing again. Um, but, you know, once you have two, there's like there's more. OK, two taxi cab drivers committing suicide. after two, <laughs> It's, it's going to be harder to spin. Um, so the second target was some high profile business dude. Um, the only thing I wanted to bring up is. Uh, so like by the second target, Jamie, Jamie Foxx's character knows. So they have him. He handcuffs him in the car. Yeah, so, and takes the key. which, by the way, I think he could have broken out of those handcuffs. Out. It, it was zip ties. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can break out of those um, if you know how to do. Yeah. It. But my my thing is, so he, he zip ties him in the car, and the only thing I brought up is this because there's there's a few kind of funny lines and stuff. Um, 
and one of the, is this dude comes up to Mark or comes up to Jamie Wise in the car and he's like, dude, you got it. Like, cause Jamie's trying to get someone's attention. So he's honking the horn and trying stuff. And some of these four random guys see him and they come up and they turn out to be just some scummy dudes. Yeah. And the guy sees like, Oh, you tied up. And he's like, yeah. He's like, and he pulls out a gun and he puts it like, give me your wallet. And Jamie Foxx looks like, looks at him. And he's like my hand or the server. And you can even see it process in the guy's head. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually pulls like, Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. He can see that his hands are like, there's a, <laughs> But there's a moment there where he's like, okay, something's wrong here. This yeah. doesn't. This isn't a normal robbery. He's like, I can't deal with that. Let's just go back to the normal process. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I just like it's just like it's such a dumb. I like scene. I like how this like handful of people just nonchalantly decide to rob a taxi in the yeah. alleyway, like as they're yeah. just having a night on the town and walking down a busy street. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and then the other thing is, Vincent goes so back up and he. Because uh, they also still Vincent's briefcase and he does kill the the. Because so you see four guys walk down the alley. I guess the other two guys just kind of disappeared or something off, yeah. kept going they're like we're not robbing the taxi but uh and so vincent kills these two guys um in an awesome way by the way that, awesome was, a, that way. was a cool scene loud ass gun and yeah. I'm like how does no one hear this but that's what scene? it's supposed to be that's they they did really good with making the gun sound really yeah. loud the way that they but i also feel like why didn't they I, sound I, real I, I know that sound silencers are still louder than what they yeah. are in movies but still i'm like why wouldn't he have had a silencer he's an assassin for crying out yeah. loud yeah. and he does have a silencer later on in the movie um, but, uh, yeah, so I was like, how did nobody hear that gunshot? Um, and then they, so they have this, they start talking in the car again and, um, actually this is back before that scene. And it's, I just love this kind of string of sentences is, uh, like Jamie Foxx was like really pissed and it's like, you threw a man out the window. And he responds like, I didn't throw him. He fell. <laughs> just like, and then, uh, after I shot him, <laughs> then he's like, uh, what, what did he do to you? Or what, what is, and he's like, oh, I don't know him. And he's like. And he's like, you just killed a man you didn't even, you just met. And I just love this. Like, what? I should only kill people that I, I've gotten to know him first. Um, and then uh, he eventually brings up how, like, there's millions of, or a hundred people dying in, in Rwanda daily yeah, yeah. and stuff. And he's like, uh, Jamie Foxx, as a defense, he says, man, I don't know any Rwandans. And he responds, yeah, and you don't know the guy in the trunk either. <laughs> just like, all those lines, like, it's even though it's, messed up like that's actually all valid points yeah, no, like jamie fox is trying to be like this isn't right and it's not right but it's like but all of a sudden jamie fox is like you're just gonna kill a man you didn't know it's like oh so i should know people i kill that's better and so i just i just love that string of lines because it's just like yeah every time jamie fox is like throwing a fact out there he's just like yeah but <laughs> that doesn't matter um but uh so yeah so we covered like i said first First assassin was this random, like, low-level crime dude. Gets killed in his apartment. That's how Jamie Foxx finds out. Second one, Jamie Foxx is handcuffed for. Uh, the third one we talked about, that's at the nightclub. Fourth one was... By the way, the nightclub scene was or, definitely... Sorry, the jazz. Well, that, the third oh, one was oh, at yeah, the yeah, jazz yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. Fourth one was at the nightclub. The nightclub scene, is definitely inspiration for John Wick. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Like, without that nightclub scene, John... I'm like, I'm like, did these... I looked it up, and, and, and they didn't, but the, I was wondering if the... Uh, the stunt coordinators were the guys from John, for John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> um, in between the third and the fourth is uh, they stop to see Max's mom. Because unnecessary scene. Unnecessary. unnecessary. I mean, yeah. If if you take out the radio part uh, where his boss called in about his mom, then yeah, he can. But yeah, they, he does. The reason why they go see and it doesn't make a little bit of sense is Vincent is like, we got to keep her through teen because if you don't show up to your mom. Yeah. And stuff. And the only thing I love is just how quickly his mom is just so much on his ass about, yeah, you, you, my son isn't, he's a little, sti- uh, like, he's, he's a little sensitive. And, like, she's just putting out her son. And then the moment she finds out the flowers are from Vincent, it's like, oh, you brought me flowers? Yeah. They're just beautiful. Like, just like, a, I'm like, like a mom. That's, that's a mom like, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so the fourth scene was at the nightclub. And so then to basically after that, like, so this whole movie, they've been having this debate about, kind of philosophical debate about life and all that stuff. Um, and also just, Matt or Vincent has been kind of like trying to get Max to realize like he needs to get a back. But he talks about it with his mother with calling the girl that he's he's obviously you know he's not going to get to call because Vincent's planning to kill him. It's it weird. It's weird that Vincent is trying to ramp up Max the whole time because yeah. he's just going to kill him. But like and so eventually we we get to see the culmination of Max finally actually has had enough. Yeah. He, He's he's just pissed off and uh, he he hits the car up to like seventy miles per hour and I, I love when Vincent puts the gun to his head because that's one thing that you always see in movies when people if you're driving a car I mean you you said you have to be willing to risk your life but if you're driving a car and there's a man with a gun threatening you if you start speeding like 
The only thing he can do is shoot you and kill you both. And that's what Max realizes. He's like, I'm in control here. He's like, if you shoot me, we're going to create out of control and die. And so Max gets driving real fast. And then ultimately he decides to take them both out and just smashes the car into a concrete barrier. Somehow they both live. Yeah. <laughs> Even though... Well, I can understand Max because he's ready for it. Yeah, and he's got, and he had he's his seatbelt on. Yeah. Vincent and, did not. No, he <laughs> should have been dead. Lived. He should have been but dead. But I love... The one thing I love is this scene because it's, it's like the most weirdest scene is they're in the car. Vincent, you know, wakes up or wakes up and he sees Max and he, he reaches for his gun to kill him. Doesn't have his gun. So then he just grabs like a metal pipe and is like the saddest little... Like hitting him through the window, he can't get a good angle, and like it just reminds you so much like the childish little fight you would have. It's like you just see the front like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like. Um, then the cops show up, and so Vincent goes off to get his last target, which Jamie fought or Max finds out is uh Jada Pickett Smith. The, they, they the, that was the coincidence that was too another, much yep, for me. Another coincidence, too there much for me. Is this, yeah, that, that everything's open. This um, was about the time in the movie where I was like, how is she gonna be? Is she just a not not important? Yeah, like I, I yeah, I couldn't um, remember any of that. And so he he gets away from the cops. I already told you he handcuffs that cop to go chase down uh uh Vincent, and uh he steals a cell phone of the way there. And the only thing I, I know it's two thousand four. I know cell service was not as strong, but you're in the middle of downtown LA. Yeah, you're telling me you in downtown LA you don't have cell service? Like he's no no the battery was dying. Well, no, the battery dies. But oh, while he's, gotcha, like gotcha. he tries to call her as soon as he grabs the phone. And when he does, it's like no service. And that's why he has to run to that parking lot. And I'm just like, where in downtown L.A., even in 2004, where in downtown L.A. do you not have self-service? Man, that cell phone's a period piece, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love when they actually, Mark Ruffalo has his flip phone, and they have a picture of Vincent's license on it. it, And it's so, the picture's so terrible. I'm like, man, we have have come so far. That man, when that came out, though, that must have been like, what? Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, so he calls Jada Pickett Smith. He gets on a uh, roof near her. Um, and this is another one of those coincidences of Vincent gets to her office and she's not there. And she just happens to be up in the library when he shows up. And you're just like, okay, big coincidence there. Um, and so then, like I said, Vincent is tracking her down. Max runs to save her. And the one that, and save her, Max gets up there. But by, by the way, he calls her. Yeah. And he's he met her for like, what? 10 minutes, mm-hmm. 12 minutes Pro- in a cab. Probably. I think he said 17 minutes to get her yeah, her yeah, destination. Yeah. And he calls her like that. She'd be like, I gave my number to a crazy person. Oh, yeah. Like, and you can tell at like, first she like, kind of does a little bit. I mean, actually, that is her response until he brings up the person in her case. Like, she is yeah. just like, Max, this is a little, this is some dumb joke. Like, he, he was a few seconds from hanging up. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, is So Max runs over there, somehow gets there before Vince can kill her, um, and stops him. And at this point, just to go over what Vincent's been through, so he he he's he's been I, I he's been in a car accident without a seatbelt. Then he I'm gonna say jogged, probably not a full on sprint, but jogged two blocks yeah to get to the place to kill this la- lady. Um, in order to stop him from killing uh, Jada Pickett Smith character, um, Max does shoot him with a glancing yeah. bullet to the head, and then uh, they take the elevator to get out the building. Because he doesn't want to wait. He runs. He's on the 15th floor at this point. He runs down 15 flights of stairs. And I'm like, I know this guy's supposed to be a world-class assassin. But I'm just like, there's no way he catches up to him. 15 flights of stairs. You're injured from a car accident. You've just been shot in the head. No. I'm just like. No. Tom Tom Cruise becomes the Terminator. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he clearly gets shot in, like, the neck. Yeah, because that's it's where like all a grazing the blow. Yeah, that's but where all the still blood is. A but, lot of blood is pouring. And out. by the way, it's bad makeup later on because it just kind of dries out and mm-hmm. you can't even tell. And I'm like, I'm like, this guy's he's dead. Yeah. And then he just gets up like it's nothing. Yeah. And then just goes chasing after him like he's the Terminator, yep. like not even phased then, by it. Uh, once this is both coincidence and also just dumb is they get Vin, Max and Jada Pickett Smith character get down to the the bottom floor, and they have they can either run out into the street. Or down into the basement where they can catch the uh, subway. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, he decides, let's go down to the subway. And I was like, why not just run out onto the street? Yeah. And just run. And then you'll probably run into somebody quicker and stuff. And the other thing is that the fact that Vincent, because the only reason why it seems smart is like, okay, because Vincent is going to obviously know you ran into the street. So that's why you ran down the subway. But then Vincent comes downstairs and for no, there's no, they didn't leave anything. There's no, no signal and stuff. But coincidentally, he looks at both the subway and the street and decides, I'm going to run down to the subway also. And yeah. he guesses right. I'm just like, 
What? <laughs> like how? Coincidences, Donnell. Coincidences. Coincidences. Um, By the way, that subway scene where the train stops mm-hmm. and Vincent gets out and he's just holding the gun down yeah. the line and they know he's there mm-hmm. so they can't get off and then they just have to wait till the train starts moving again. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. That is really cool. The thing with the subway scene is you also like when he first stepped off the train, you can see a guy who's like walking up to get on the train and then he sees Vincent step off and point a gun. He's like, oh, I'm out. I'll catch the next one. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is you clearly see there are some people on this train. Yeah. Besides Vincent and Max. It is four in the morning so there's not that many people. Yeah, he just stormed into the train but with a gun and blood all over I'm about to say, uh, you watch a man and a panicked woman rush by you. The man looked pretty rough and yeah. Stuff, and then followed by a bloody man <laughs> who's limping with a gun, and then people are like, "Meh, I got not my problem." And because like, I think is the, 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 they clearly right before the shootout at the end, he clearly walks past the old, like the train left the station. So because I, I was like, "Why did no one get off the train?" You just saw a bloody man. Like maybe you don't stay, you don't get on the train. I was like, "You get off that train," especially if he's looking this way with his gun. And stuff. Then I'm going. If I'm behind in a train behind him, I'm getting off that train. There's a man with a yeah, gun on there. Yeah. But uh, no one gets off the train during that scene. And then also, like you see, Just like another day in New York or the, whatever, the L.A. But yeah, yeah, you see this lady, and she's like reading a book as Bloody Man walks by. And then the next card over is where Max and they, this is where the final gun scene happens, which I have issues with because I'm just like he should have been shot. Yeah, Max should got shot. Yeah. They they both basically the lights go out and as the train goes through a tunnel and they're both standing maybe. <laughs> Five feet apart, maybe seven. I'll give them a little two extra feet, maybe seven feet apart. And they both unload their guns. And like I said, once again, I do, I will say, Vincent has been through a lot, but he is still supposed to be the world class assassin. Yeah. I feel like he should have gotten one he does shot this off for a living. Max. And Max somehow scores a sh- killing blow. They both drain their clips, and yeah. Vincent reaches for a second clip. He doesn't have one. And I love the ending. Which was cool. Yeah. I love the ending because, like, he just sits, they just sit down across from yeah. each other and it's just like we like yeah because it's like they've been with each other all night and it's just like now that it's over it's just like well i mean also you can't get off the subway till it stops yeah and i just love one thing he brings up earlier in the thing because vincent says he hates la and the reason why is it's just like everyone's disconnected and no one talks he's like when he's like man gets onto mta uh, uh and dies in six for six hours before anyone notices and then literally he ends the movie by saying that exact thing and they just leave him on the they just leave him on yeah the train. i thought that was a great ending I lo- line yeah but of course, he's covered in blood. I know, like there's he's no not like way. some homeless guy who's in yeah. the corner. Like looks like he he fell he just, asleep and yeah, died in his sleep. Exactly. This is a guy who's slumped covered over in blood. with his eyes wide open, <laughs> covered in blood, with a gun in his head. Like he's clearly that. By the way, that's yeah. not the end of the movie. No, because they because he puts his coat in his arm around this woman. He's mm-hmm. known for a total of twenty two minutes. I and mean, he's walking around like they've been like they've I mean, been boyfriend the and girlfriend for no, six months. No, it, it's shit. nothing like, like uh, that, Robert. That is because one thing they they said last week is uh, traumatic experiences bind you quickly to people. I guess, and not that I'm thinking like I don't even think it was a romantic thing. It was just more of like one of these cold, and I was like, she just you if you're if you're Jada Pinkett Smith's character, you 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 were just doing a court case. You're doing your stuff, yeah. and all of a sudden your night is interrupted by a mad psychopath yeah. who, like you said, just terminated through a subway yeah. station. Also, yeah. like you're going to be pretty shaken, and so I think it was more of just like trying to help her keep it together. Because I'd be like, I'd be like one hair's breadth away from just freaking it out. Like, <laughs> well, that's the whole point, though. Is like Max should be a puddle on the ground just sobbing. But he's been he yeah, needs I help think, being I held think, up. But that's <laughs> I, that's the thing is I think that's what the movie is showing is that through the... Because I think it's a match with me at the very beginning, even when he's talking with Jada Pickett-Smith character, like, is a very nervous, unconfident man. And this is showing that... I, I do... One is, I do think if the movie continued on to Max, which, I mean, why would it? But continued on to Max in the home after being interrogated from the police and all that stuff, it would just be a scene of him sobbing in his living room. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. that... That's he's going to need some counseling. He, oh, he's going to need a lot this. of counseling. Yeah. Um, but uh, the last thing I want to say about this movie... Uh, about the stuff that happened is like I said, so the whole premise of this movie is Vincent is killing the witnesses and prosecuting attorney of a client who's paying him because he's like some big time crime lord. Yeah. And he's they, these are the people who are gonna testify against him. And like, I'm pretty sure if a giant like El Chapo and some of those yeah. if we had ever gotten them where we got we got witness we got them locked up and we got witness stuff. Those witnesses are like the fact that you know one dude is in his apartment. The other dude, actually, two of them are in their at their own house. Yeah. One dude's at his nightclub or at his jazz club. The other dude's at a nightclub. I'm like, no. Where's the protective custody? No. Yeah, exactly. Every, all four of those people are in police protective custody. If it's this big of a crime lord, you're not gonna be like, no, just go about your business. I'm sure 
there's no way he has any connections to yeah. anybody who can track you down and murder you before our major court case. So I'm just like, like this whole movie shouldn't have worked out because all these people should be in some deep police custody, yeah. protective custody. I'm just like, <laughs> the fact that they're just, the, the guy that, because the guy at the nightclub uh, is actually, he's at his own private booth. Yeah. And he's he's like, like he's trying to get out and he can he's a little bit overweight. And he, he can't get out from behind his booth. And I'm just like, yeah, they wouldn't allow you to be in a circumstance where you could be trapped in a nightclub yeah. in a booth that you, yeah. you're a little too big to get out of. Like, no way. You are in a safe house somewhere. Well, I mean, in his defense, there are the the FBI is like watching them or something like that. They got cameras on the place. Well, no, no. They but had cameras on they had cameras on because that's two different nightclubs. Oh, they you're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's the thing, that's the thing. And like the FBI isn't even watching. They're witnesses. They're, no, right. They're the watching one, the yeah. other suspects. And I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah. So, so that's collateral. Here, here's my here's my ending that, that I want to bring up. Well, something we didn't talk about, and we probably should have at the very yeah. beginning. The camera work. The, it was like shot with like a home video camera or something. Well, it's, it's very shaky cam and very grainy. Different, yeah, different action scenes. But I did like one thing. I liked. I actually I, I was going to bring up is I actually like a lot of the camera work. Of the way they focus on things, like they're like in the intro when Tom Cruise is coming out of the uh, airport, they do a lot of where it's close up focus on him, but offset where yeah. he's not in the center of the camera, he's off to the side, and you're kind of seeing, and it kind of just makes it feel more, I don't know, not casual, but more like real. Yeah, I guess kind of like you're not because you wouldn't know if you were recording just randomly. You wouldn't know I need to focus on Tom Cruise. Yeah. You would be like, oh, I'm just recording this area. Yeah, it almost it feels very found footage. Yeah, a little bit. It's not shaky cam like yeah. whatever that monster movie was from way back when. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Crap. Why can't I think Cloverfield. of it Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yeah. yeah. It's say, not that shaky if cam. If I don't remember that, I'm going to freak um, out. But yeah, it was just, it was very weird. I, yeah. I don't, I've never seen another movie that was like big budget movie that was shot. Mm-hmm. Like like it was purposefully using low quality camera yeah. work. I'd be very very interested to read about the filmography of mm-hmm. it and how they shot it, and if it was really just they just had a home camcorder or a cell phone or well, I guess not cell phones at this time, but yeah, 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 definitely not very, a cell phone from that time. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. It, it's a good movie. It is a really good movie. I, I like, hate I yeah. hate all the conse- the not consequences coincidence, coincidence stuff yeah there's a lot of this movie that is built on coincidence which yeah even me watching it this time i was like yeah a lot of this movie's like oh this whole thing wouldn't have happened if you know blank happened. yeah like there's just a lot of stuff where it's like and i it's that movie magic it's like yeah but all of it did yeah so that's how we got this event and i guess you could say the stuff the times when it didn't happen is like i said there's this is obviously not vincent's first time doing this because the yeah. cop like said you know they remember that other cab driver that drove around and killed three people and then killed himself and it's like oh this is obviously what vincent does um i think they could have taken the cops out of this yeah the cop mark were ruffalo's not, whole thing yeah didn't need to be in it, there it didn't i mean if if mark ruffalo hadn't died and ultimately was the reason why you know max is not going to prison and stuff it would make more sense, but the fact that Mark Ruffalo character dies makes the whole cop FBI thing not needed. Um, yeah, because well, like, they, yeah, yeah, they don't do anything. They don't. Mm. They don't affect any change. Other than one of the worst freaking cop raids ever. Yeah, just, yeah. There's just there's no. They don't. They're not in, in, integral to the support. No. the story. I feel like he was trying trying to like recapture Heat. Yeah, Michael Mann was, um, or maybe the writer. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just didn't quite get there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, hmm. uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think if we're talking about stuff, we could cut out the cops. We could cut out, you know, probably at least 20 minutes of driving. Yeah. Um, the mom scene. The mom scene. The, the jazz scene. I, I think yeah. shorten the jazz scene. I mean, it was a cool scene. Yeah. There's none of these scenes that aren't cool, but I'm like, they're not important, and it's just dragging out the movie. Yeah. For a movie that's already has a slow feel to it, making it long just makes it yeah. that much worse. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, no, it's collateral. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, good pick. I, I definitely I mean not for a little bit, but I definitely will watch it again. I, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, join us next week for the 1989 movie Slipstream, mm-hmm. not the 2005 movie. We were close. We were the so... 1989 movie. I, I save it, save it for the next podcast. Okay. Okay. Save it for the next podcast. Uh, <laughs> it is an Almost impossible to find under normal circumstances, but our good old friend streaming service Tubi yep, has I it. I watched it on Tubi myself. <laughs> That's I, where I watched it. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I could do my other ways, but I saw Tubi. I, I could. Like, this movie, this movie it. is so obscure, I couldn't even torrent it. 
Wow. It is no torrenting service had wow. this movie. I didn't I didn't try to use Cody. <laughs> I, I might go home and check it out and see see if I can pull it up on there. Uh but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the nineteen eighty nine movie slipstream. Need to get a Tubi sponsorship. Okay. Yes, yes, we, yes. We're talking it up. It's the best service. Yeah. It's amazing. If you haven't checked out Tubi, do you'll be amazed. And, it's, and, it's like and just Tubi, it's ridiculous. Come on, Tubi, hit us up. We, we and got, perfectly legal. We got we got fifteen fifteen listeners, Tubi. Hit us up. We get you get some less. We, hey, we've got a thousand ninety four listens. That's what yeah, listen, but how many of those listens are from the same 15 people? <laughs> we got 9% women. We got... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're a wide-reaching 9% women. We got 4% 60-plus. We got freaking 6% in 23 through 27. We're all over the place, okay? <laughs> Hit us up, Tubi. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Watching It Podcast. You can email us at watchingitpodcast at gmail... I did that wrong every time. I can't get it. I don't know what happened. I used to be so good at this, Donnell. Anyway, (laughs) watching it podcast at gmail.com. You can email us. Donnell, where else can they find us? As always, you can uh, get us on Twitter at watchingitpod. Um, and you know, like I said, we, we, we got a good, decent, uh, our nice, you know, 15. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not saying it's even sarcastic. I, the fact that we got 15 solid listeners is great. Um, but we definitely want to keep growing. Um, so give us those, uh, ratings and reviews, please. on over podcast service you're on. Um, and, uh, yeah, catch us next week. Yeah. Next week. Bye.